Hello, and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you once again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, where all our video content resides, channel Enthusiacs. I am your host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Greg. How are you, Greg? I am fine, Jeff. How are you this evening? I am excellent. <laughs> and Goose, how are you, Goose? Pretty good. And by Jennifer, how are you, how are you Jen? Good, thanks. And uh, let's just hit it off at the start of the show like we always do and ask, what has everyone been playing lately? How about you, Greg? What's been uh, taking up your time as far as game, assuming anything? <laughs> uh, until front? Dawn is what I've been playing lately. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm not super far in it, but I mean, it was a game. It, it came recommended to me by just about everyone who knew I had a PS4. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I figured I should probably play. Like, I mean, honestly, if people are like you have a PS4, you should be playing Until Dawn. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, I'll and play it. Has your PS4 recovered from playing it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just as okay. side? <laughs> On the background story, I have horrible luck with Playstations, <laughs> so I I put it in, and I was about halfway through the first chapter, and the whole thing crashed hard. Oh just God, like crashed hard, like had to unplug the the PS4 to get it to shut down. I, I still don't know what caused it. I'm a little nervous. My my theory was it overheated, and it makes me nervous that when it overheated, instead of shutting itself down, it just froze and <laughs> yeah, being overheated. So that yeah, that made me a little nervous. But I uh, I've tried it again, and I haven't had issues. So fingers crossed, and if it blows up, then I guess I'm getting a Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's <laughs> upside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. You got to pick something. But yeah, that's that's basically been been what I've been playing. Well, I I hope chapter two goes better. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. Because I think there's what nine, ten chapters, Jen. <laughs> there's a lot that could go wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a decent length. And uh, how about you, Goose? What have you been uh, playing? Actually, ironically, two days ago, I bought and started Until Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> a cautionary tale. Yeah. So Greg and I are actually, this is one of the few times where more than one of us are gaming on the same game. <laughs> and no mystery Chernobyl events uh, with your PS4? It just... Uh, I've, I've, gotten lucky, I've gotten lucky so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, given that you're in Florida, it's already, like, what, close to 100 degrees anyway, so, like, the PS4 probably wouldn't notice any difference if it if it heated up as uh, as badly as Greg's did, so... It's been There's trained. That. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and how about you, Jen? What have you been occupying yourself with? Uh, recently, I played and finished, actually, pretty quickly, Arkham Knight. I should... Ooh. Well, I say finished loosely, because I'm not... I'm sorry, I'm not going 100% to get that secret ending. So I finished the story... <laughs> <laughs> I moved on. Um, and, of course, I've been taking advantage of the Steam sale, which I know we're probably going to get into later. Yeah. Um, so I've been testing out, like, six different games. The one I played the most recently was Plague. Oh, it's so addicting. It's mm -hmm. so much fun. Oh, I have that on my phone. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah. Really cool, yeah. And, of course, another one that I just started and I'm already obsessed with is XCOM. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of games. Uh, and for myself, I've been uh, a bit of Warframe, but getting back into uh, FTL faster than light. Um, not not really sure why I ever put it down, because I really like that game. I, I think primarily it was to try the new advanced content, of which there's a fair bit. So, And it's free if you own the regular edition, so no reason not to try it out. So, yeah. Um, well, 
I might just uh, introduce our topic du jour, and uh, unlike uh, y- you know usual weeks here, we're, we're not going to have a hard and fast uh, subject today, and reason being that we are celebrating our 50th e- episode of Point Streak today, and yay, uh, yay. <laughs> and uh, I might just take the time to thank not only my guests, all of whom have made multiple appearances, Goose in particular is yeah, uh, rapidly becoming our very own center square Joan Rivers in our uh, very own Hollywood squares here at Point Streak. Uh, and uh, and also a thank you to all the, the listeners who've uh, stuck with us through 50 episodes and uh, two and a half. Well, I'm trying to think how many years now, two and a half years, maybe almost uh, not three? quite two, not quite. Two. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not quite two and a half. Isn't it about like two even? It, it kind of depends where you <laughs> where you measure it back to. And we'd be here all night trying to <laughs> yeah. count the continuity of that, because some of the episodes were not recorded in date order just to add, uh, you know, a little bit of confusion. But uh, yeah, I, th- for what it's worth, Jeff, I count Hero Talk as two years. So yeah. You right. can play it that way. Well, it's not that far off then. Yeah. They're yeah. both very close to one another. So, so yeah, again, thank you for uh, sticking around. And uh, what we're going to do uh, this time is, is kind of do a, a grab bag of sort of current topics uh, and just throw it around quickly rather than, than staying around on any one topic for a huge amount of time. Uh, and I thought I might just start off by covering what uh, Jen mentioned, uh, alluded to, just uh, briefly, uh, is the, we are currently right in the smack in the middle of a uh, Steam summer sale, um, which is always uh, an important time of year for <laughs> for gamers uh, of the PC persuasion. So uh, apart from you, Goose, who I who I assume is still not really uh, participating, or or am, or am I wrong there? Have you uh, have you really uh, sampled anything this year? Are you staying steering clear of the uh, bedlam. For the sake of my wallet, this year we're sticking clear. <laughs> well, that's reason enough. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll cover you two then. And my, and my own. Uh, so far, what have you been uh, up to so far as the sales concerned, Greg? Are you have you been fairly restrained? Have you got? Have you are basically already done and and got what you wanted out of it? Uh, and and you know, how would you compare it to past years so far? I haven't bought a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> haven't haven't even looked at Steam. I bought maybe 15 games in the last summer sale, and I played one of them. Oh wow. Okay. So no, I'm not not going into another Steam sale. Yeah. No, nothing even on your wish list that you you might think uh, might be a, a bargain at the moment, or um, haven't even looked. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> And how about you, Jen? You've probably – probably the very, if there is a spectrum you know on this subject, you're probably the clear opposite end uh, of, you know from what? Greg. Goose to Greg, you guys are good. I'm buying enough for all three of us. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Yeah, I, I have a legit problem. Um, yes. But in in my defense, this is only my second year with my, – my laptop is no gaming laptop by any means, but it does have a really good video card. So it's being able to, you know – stick it out with most games that I want. Um, so it's been a little bit of a workhorse, but, uh, yeah, this is my second year with that. So only my second summer sale. So yeah. it's still, you know, the novelty, a lot of little games, like you were mentioning FTL. I was talking about, um, XCOM, um, prison architect, you know, the, there's so many cool little games that most of them are only on steam mm. and I'm just a sucker. I've spent ugh, too much. 
But the way I look at it is I got a long list of games, a variety of types of games for every mood and attitude and day of the day of the week. <laughs> but, you know, I could have gotten maybe a few brand new AAA titles for that. So, yes, I spent a lot. Yes, I'm a little embarrassed by how much I spent. <laughs> but I did get a lot of bang for my buck. So yeah. I feel yeah. like I have enough games to last me another year or so. Yeah. I view Steam sales kind of like uh, Halloween, and 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 right about now, Greg is is like the fourteen year old who's you know kind of over it. He's not going out anymore. <laughs> if he did, it would just be to you know throw rotten apples and you know just spoil everyone else's fun. So he you know smash pumpkins. He's, that he's that just, seems a little harsh. I, I just didn't want to buy any games. You're making me seem like he's like I'm not I'm out there, like punching children in the face or something. <laughs> no, not punching children. Just like throwing eggs. <laughs> All right. yeah, I, I don't think that's that much better yeah <laughs> well I, I i could have said that you were that guy who just turns all the lights off and and you know pretends that he's not home and doesn't put any hey, candy I out <laughs> i totally do that i'm like i'm watching my horror movies don't ring my doorbell <laughs> wow yeah. i know it's for kids jen no halloween is for this grown-ass woman who loves horror movies no I turn off it's the lights the and I watch the movies. I, I can't judge you too harshly, Jen. I literally have a sign that says "Go away." <laughs> I just pretend I'm. You not don't home. even put like a bucket out on your front door with the big thing of candy Hold in it on. and just say one like, "Take kid, one." One punk is going to come along and steal that bucket. There's no point. Mm. Although I can see both sides well, of this argument, to be see, honest. But... <laughs> born and raised in LA, you expect something out front to get stolen. Now that I'm in a new location, I may consider that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're in Canada. They say, might what leave you more candy for you in the bucket. End up with more candy by the end of the night. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> uh, and for myself, uh, I've, I think I got seven games. Jen, is that what I said when we were talking about this? About seven or eight? So. Yeah. So yeah. reasonably, um, I don't know, restrained, I guess. Uh, I'm probably only get ma- maybe one or two more. Um, we'll probably uh, get into it more at a later date when we talk about Steam. But the, this particular sale is not the most exciting. There's some good deals, but it's not this constant, everyday, changing, shifting ground like there often is. Um, I do miss that. Greg, if you are going to look, you could give it – 10 to 20 minutes and you'll probably see everything you need to see and then yeah, there's no, just, no that's about it sales, no daily deals no nothing what's yeah. on sale oh. it's gonna be on sale until july 4th well that's yeah. convenient but i mean all i'm gonna do is pop in look at my wish list see what's on sale in there and decide if i want to spend the money yeah yeah and then close it down yeah, I mean, don't yeah. browse because that's when you get into dangerous territory yeah. don't you and jen don't you i don't know if either of you have ever done this but if you keep scrolling down it never stops it just keeps going. Never yeah, it's a never-ending story. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. It's insidious. It's dangerous. Um, well, another current topic, and uh, I, I know we're a little bit behind this, but uh, you know the discussions are still ongoing, and I just wanted to get everybody's sort of uh, very quick um, impressions of E3, just generally how it went in, compared to previous years. And if a couple of highlights for you, if any, or a game that you might be excited about. Um, how about you, Goose? Was was there a st- what was the show l- like for you overall, and and what was this? What, a couple of standouts for you? I'll be honest. Overall, I do feel like this year's E3 was better than last year's, but wow. only just. Mm. If I was going to uh, any highlights that I might have, for example, the new God of War game looked really good, mm. mm-hmm. and 
I enjoyed looking at um, um, Dishonored 2. I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. otherwise, pretty much it was just same old, same old. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Jen? Anything that really stood out to you? And was it in line with last year? <laughs> worse, better? Um, yeah. I mean, I think I, I I was thinking it was about the same as last year. But the more I think of it, I it, it probably was a bit better than last year's. Um, overall, it was kind of blah. I mean, Ubisoft was just more of the, the boring, cheesy jokes, awkwardness as <laughs> last year. Nothing there really stood out much to me. Mm. Microsoft was just, I, I'm just going to leave it there. Um, but <laughs> PlayStation, the Sony uh, conference, I absolutely loved. I have a list in front of me of games that I have my eye on now. And I love, I mean, they, they did what E3 should be. Mm. I mean, they started off with <laughs> me and Goose were watching this together. Actually, no, no, you weren't there for that one. Mm. I think, were you Goose? I can't remember now. No, I'm afraid I missed that one live. Oh, you did miss that one. Oh, that sucks. Cause that was like the best one. It was G-Man yeah. with, uh, we were watching the Sony start and it was like this, this orchestra came out of nowhere and he was like, oh my God, they've already been outclassed. Like everyone else just go home. Sony won. And they did nothing but game after game after game. They didn't screw around. They didn't have long, awkward talks. Mm. They didn't have awkward presenters. It was just so many games. And the one that stood out the most to me, of course, was the Resident Evil 7 demo gameplay that we saw. I just... The second it started, I was like, I have to know what game is this. This looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked that it was Resident Evil. So that's that's my big game from E3 that I'm really, really mm-hmm. excited for. Uh, how about you, Greg? I, I know you probably weren't pouring over it, and I, I don't know that you, you really paid much attention to the streams either. But uh, if you did sift through any of the sort of wrap-ups, was there any announcements or anything that uh, interested you? Uh, so I guess Sony really seemed to have like their stuff together Yeah. when it came to presenting, because you, I mean, the big thing, especially if you're somebody like Sony, your bread and butter is to show off games that are exclusive to your console. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Microsoft always tends to show, well, here's games that you could also get on the PlayStation, but we're going <laughs> to show you at our conference. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really the right way to go there. No. So it was, it was kind of nice to have, uh, the the Sony had definitely had the exclusive games that that looked better. Uh, so there was Horizon, which mm-hmm. uh, looks really interesting. Yeah. Uh, there was of course uh, I think it's called Detroit Being Human. Yeah. Which yep. is the latest game from Quantic Dream Studios. And of course I've anyone who knows me knows I have a real weakness for Quantic Dream games. Mm-hmm. Just and so it's it's one of the driving reasons why I got a PlayStation Four. Um, that game looks fantastic. If you, if you were French, yeah. you'd say that those games had a certain je ne sais quoi, I think. <laughs> I, right. I would say that if I said stuff like that. that <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like those games. And I, I think I, I heard it's, Days it's gone. based off of... Mm. Yeah, Days Gone. Um, so Detroit was uh, it was based off of like a tech... There was a, a tech demo that came with Beyond Two Souls. Oh. And I want to say oh. it was called Kara. And it was... Like this AI that was during like her initial QA testing became self-aware, and so oh, like okay. the, the the QA testers like, all right, well, looks like we got to scrap this one, and then like she basically like begs and pleads for her life, and the guy's like, uh, uh, all right, you know what, just just don't tell anyone I did this, and lets her on her way, and I hear that she's one of the characters in this game, huh. 
Oh, from wow. that tech, and and that's a it was a, it was a really great tech. I mean, it's just it was all just rendered in real time. It's you couldn't interact with it. It was just like a movie, but it was it was very powerful. And so I was so excited to find out that that was sort of somehow ended up leading into this new game. So I'm really excited for that. Awesome. Uh, uh, I I should say, and I think this might be a, an Xbox One exclusive, but Recore looked really interesting. Hmm. Um, it did, best, and yeah, yeah the one with a... the core and the dog. I think that's an exclusive. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. But didn't we see that last year too at E3? We did, but I mean, last year you basically only saw the person and the dog. You didn't really see that's anything, right. anything see remotely that. resembling gameplay. I think it'd yeah. be really, really cheesy to show like no gameplay one year and then come back the next year and also show no gameplay. Mass Effect Three <laughs> or whatever <laughs> game Mass Effect you. is. Andromeda. Bioware, dun, dun, dun. looking your direction. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. For me, uh, I mean, I definitely didn't think it was as good as last year, but I, I think it's just because last year they were more sort of like jaw dropper announcements for you know like stuff that people weren't expecting. Not that I cared about them, but they they got a lot of uh, attention. Uh, for me, just the in terms, Scorpio term- got a lot of attention. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I have to admit that did, although. To me, that that just makes my decision about when to purchase and what to purchase on that front even more muddled than it was before. (laughs) We can go back to that later, but man, Microsoft is screwing the pooch again with this Scorpio thing. Yeah. So we'll mark that down. We'll talk about that later. And uh, so, but for me, in terms of the game that looked the most impressive in the gameplay, I'd I'd have to agree that Horizon Dawn uh, that I mean, we we got a good what two, three, four minutes, maybe even a little bit more. That was, uh, yeah, that was a good long bit of gameplay. I mean, yeah, uh, that look, I mean, it, it's different. That's what yeah. I like about it. Is yeah. I, I feel like I haven't played this game a dozen times before. Well, it's a new IP. I mean, I got to give them credit just for that. You know, like, it, it's, I don't know that I fully understand it quite yet, but I got to give them credit for trying something new and actual new IP. You know, that's, um, for all the, you know, the kudos that that God of War game got, and it does look pretty good. I worry in the end it's just going to be another God of War game. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, moving on, and this this is one that uh, this is a question that I I don't know what possessed me to to think of this. Uh, probably probably Greg actually uh, some, some comments you made recently. We, we've talked about consoles and PCs at various times uh, over the last few years. I'm just wondering, what is everybody playing the most right now? Like Goose, I I, I think it's a pretty obvious, uh, pretty obvious in your case. You've been playing the PS4 you got a few months back, pretty much nonstop. So I think I think that's mystery solved for you, right? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So you've transitioned straight from PS3 into into PS4. No real surprises there. Jen, uh, on the other hand, you're kind of dividing your time fairly evenly between console and PC at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think PC might be winning out a little bit, mm. but most of that is because I have so many games on Steam. Yeah. I'm able to get, you know, how many games for the price of one game on the PlayStation. Yeah. And of course, I played um, Arkham Knight on my PlayStation, but they yeah. just recently had a sale. So I got the game plus all the DLC, like everything for 30 yeah. bucks, which wasn't bad at all. Um, I'd say. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, I'd say you're probably the most equal opportunity gamer I know at the moment, just in terms of uh, sp- spreading that around. Um, now, yeah. 
Greg, you've been leaning more heavily towards console recently. At least that's the impression I've been getting that you've been yes. getting quite a bit more. Yeah, I'm I'm much heavier on the console front. In in on the consoles, I generally lead towards the Xbox One. Uh, very seldom do I mean I guess I shouldn't say very seldom do I play my PlayStation Four because I do play it. Um, generally, if I'm playing a game on the PlayStation Four, it was a game that was not available on the Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, that, and remember, uh, remember, you heard it here first, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. It's not some magic formula. Um, sorry, go on, Jen. No, I was, I was just going to ask, just because I'm curious, what makes you gravitate more towards the Xbox whenever you have the choice? I like the controller. The controller, better. yeah, yeah. That that's the big thing that everyone says that draws them to the Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as somebody who wants to get a PlayStation but has never really used a PlayStation controller very much, it does give me pause because I know it's not like an alien device, but it's different. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's very jarring to me, especially when I've I've been playing on the Xbox One for a couple of games, and then I just go to switch over uh, to the PlayStation. It's very jarring, and I especially dislike when games try to make me use that touchpad on the front. Mm. I'm like, just just no. <laughs> don't make me do the touchpad. Don't make me do six axis controls. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably something to that. Having both an Xbox One and a PS4 probably does make that more noticeable because I went from a PS2 to a 360 to a PS4. Yeah. Like that's how I went through my gens. So I was able to get used to the controller. Going to PS4. It honestly didn't feel like much of an adjustment at all, hmm. but I don't use my 360 controller very much anymore, except for when except I'm for on your PC. PC. <laughs> right. So yeah. if I'm like playing Warframe, I'm using that, and then I'm playing Arkham Knight with my PS4 controller. To me, I wouldn't worry too much, Jeff, about transitioning yeah. over. But I do hear what Greg's saying, and I think the Xbox controller is still the best that there's ever been that I've played with. And I can't believe we live in a world where that's the case these days. Because <laughs> I remember when the first Xbox controller came out, and oh, it was yeah. almost like it was a two-person job to try to run that sucker. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. The I've original heard, was just... I've heard uh, stories. Yeah. You needed one person per analog stick. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Um, well, Goose, you've been a, a PlayStation guy from way back. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, PS4 controller and the touchpad and all that? Have you got used to it yet, or is it just meh? I'm, I'm with Greg and that the touchpad still feels really gimmicky. Mm. And it's just like, you know what? Just no, don't go down this road. <laughs> but yeah. otherwise, honestly, I've actually never used an Xbox controller, so I would not know the difference. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and just to round out the sort of who's using what, if you had asked me this time last year, I would have been a pretty even split between the two because I was playing my 360 quite a lot. I haven't picked it up in months. I'm 100% PC at the moment. Interesting. We've got a pretty good cross section here in this in this uh, yeah. uh, podcast. You know, we got a guy who's pretty much 100% console, 100% PC, 50/50, and a guy that has both that is kind of leaning heavy <laughs> on the consoles at the moment. It's uh, I, I guess that's kind of a, a metaphor for gaming uh, overall at this point. Uh, there's there's room for everybody, I guess. Um, I'd, I'd say, why can't we all get along? But I'd probably be uh, <laughs> belaboring the point. <laughs> uh, speaking of gimmicks, uh, now we're probably at some point in the future, um, you know, particularly if we all win the lottery or something, talk about <laughs> VR on this spot uh. in the future when we all rush out and buy our headsets of choice. But uh, 
I just wanted to get, and, and I, I do actually seriously think it is worth talking about uh, at some point oh, yeah. down the line, uh, preferably when a few people in the call have actually, you know, sampled the wares. But uh, I just kind of wanted to get everyone's sense. Uh, you know, I, I'm casting back in my mind to the, you know, the launch of the Wii and seeing it, which was probably the most gimmicky console ever, but in a in the right sort of way, in that it did something well. That was gimmicky, uh, and you know, fast forward to now, and v- you can't escape VR. Every time I turn on Steam, there's another VR ad. That Vive thing popped up the other day. I don't think I'd ever noticed it before. Uh, it's it's everywhere. Um, I'm of the opinion that this is just another gimmick that will probably go the way of the rest of the gimmicks. I'm not convinced that this is something that's really going to fly. But I'm curious to think what everyone else thinks. How, how about you? Greg, like you, you're obviously you obviously have a low tolerance for BS. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm trying to picture a scenario under which you would have. Uh, well, okay, well let's let's do a uh, let's do a, theor- a theoretical discussion. Let's say you suddenly had the time. I know it's hard to imagine, but go with okay. me here. All right. Let's, let's let's say you suddenly had the time uh, that you could justify, you know tooling around with vr what what would it have to offer for you to take that plunger is there any scenario under which you could see yourself ever doing it? I, no <laughs> really i no. Well, let me let me give you some background on this because this this is important uh i've actually uh used vr quite a bit uh oh. it, when i was doing military training in the service mm. yeah so i've i've had plenty of time to have a, the things strapped to my face and have like to look around and look at things and interact with the world and so it's jarring it really is because people think it's immersive but i don't find it immersive at all i find it actually takes me out of what i'm trying to do because i'm so hypersensitive to what's different and what's Mm -hmm. not real yeah like you know you're in a vr if i look down i don't see my legs you know like (laughs) i don't see my own body underneath me yeah i can't move my arm up to look at my watch you know (laughs) so yes i can look around but i'm it's like i'm looking around in some paralyzed tank body that i have some remote control for so i mean i don't want to interact with the world like i'm some sort of commander pike or somebody from surrogates or something it's it's just it's very (laughs) jarring for me and right. I, I don't like it, and I don't like doing it, and it's just – it takes me out of the experience. So while everyone's like, oh, it's so immersive, for me, it's the exact opposite. I, I just – I've been there before. It, I don't like it. And anytime I try out any of these new texts that have it, I'm just like, no, I just want this off my face. I want to mm-hmm. be able to you know see myself again and be in my own world. I, I, don't, I don't like it. And yeah. I cannot imagine a scenario where I would actually try to pick one of these things up in my spare time on my own dime to try it out again. And quite frankly, I think we're going to see this VR thing go the route of the 3D TV because, yeah, there's going to be those people who like it, but there's not going to be enough of them to really make this thing go mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, uh, and for for me, I I feel the same uh, as you. I I you know I certainly hadn't played around as much as you had. I I actually did try out a few rudimentary VR things back in the '90s. Yes, kids. Uh, 
I I also have, uh, in addition to a lot of the misgivings that you have about it, I have some rather severe physiological problems with it in that it makes me quite sick. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's just the technology hasn't uh, quite gotten there yet, but anytime I've ever tried one of them, uh, I've gotten ill pretty quickly. And I it don't. Can yeah. And I, I don't. The last time you tried it. Um, I tried a demo of one uh, somewhere here in a mall uh, last year very, very quickly. I can't even remember which one it was. And yeah, I got I was starting to get pretty sick even after just a couple of minutes with it. And that way, that's one of the, the Samsung ones. And I know that they're kind of at the bottom end, technologically speaking, but I don't know that that's going to change with uh, one of the better ones. No. So I've, I, I've known many people with the same thing, Jeff, who get sick once they yeah. put on the VR helmet. And I've even, I've, I've seen one person actually pass out yeah. from being in the VR helmet. Yeah. Well, look, I, I can get sick reading in a car. So strapping on a VR helmet is the least <laughs> of my worries. So, yeah. So for me, it really doesn't, even if I was convinced and I'm not, um, I, I just couldn't. I'd be barfing. So it, it it's just a non a non issue for me. Um, how about you, Jen? You don't seem to have as nearly as weak a stomach or uh, <laughs> uh, the reluctance that that Greg and I have. Uh, you've expressed some curiosity, but I but I wonder, like, is it? Are are you are you looking at it? Uh, at the risk of stereotyping you, are you looking at it purely from the perspective of a horror fan? And is is that is that your <laughs> entry drug or? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the biggest draw for me. Mm. Um, I think there is something really fascinating about it and really, you know, intriguing. As someone who's always, I wouldn't say I'm a sucker for techie stuff, but mm. it always catches my eye and I'm always interested of what, you know, what new thing is coming out. And as a gamer, of course, that that's that's going to strike some chord with me. Um but I think one the biggest thing for me, yeah, is the the thought of being in this environment that you can't just look over your shoulder and remind yourself you're just playing a video game, being a little yeah. bit more immersed. And honestly, I don't think it would bother me using a controller, but I haven't tested one yet, so I can't say for sure. I just know watching my favorite YouTuber, Jacksepticeye, he has a bunch of um, Oculus Rift videos on YouTube, and a lot of them are horror because his horror is one of his favorite genres. Yeah. And seeing his reaction feels very genuine. And he, he doesn't BS. Like, he'll just talk about things that he doesn't like. So I, I generally trust what he says. But he's gone on so many times about how, you know, when you're playing horror, it just ups that fear level so much. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I've seen other YouTubers, like, almost break their... <laughs> They're VRs because they freak out and they like basically rip it off their heads and they freak out. So I'm very, very excited to try. Um, I think the big thing that they need to work on, and I know it's very technolo technologically advanced, it's too expensive. So unless it can get to the point where they can drop prices, it's not going to go very far because a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford it. Um, but I am very, very excited to see where this goes because mm. I think it could open a whole new realm of gaming. That could be really cool. Yeah. How about you, Goose? Uh, as a as a PlayStation guy, your your options are well, they're limited to one option really. Uh, but uh, have you really considered it seriously, or are you know is this you know a, a maybe maybe uh, type purchase at best? I'm kind of in the same boat as Greg, to be honest with you. It seems overly gimmicky to me. 
week or so ago, I actually tried out the HTC Vive. Oh. And, oh. And it's one of those things where I get the appeal. I do. It's just not for me. Really? Yeah. Did you feel sick? It wasn't that I felt sick as much as it just – it's kind of like what Greg said. The whole time you're just like, okay, I, I don't want this on my head. I want to go back to the real world. Let me out. <laughs> Yeah. Is it uncomfortable? Is that like why you want to go It's uncomfortable <laughs> in the sense, for example, one of the loading rooms actually for the Vive or Vive or however you say it, <laughs> you're, is, is, it's like you're on the edge of this cliff. And even though I knew it wasn't real, I still had like major vertigo when I went to go look <laughs> around. I was just like, okay, this is just creeping me out. What, I know it's not real, but my brain is like, no, nah, it's fine. Like, no, it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I I do hear you when it comes to those slower paced games, Jen. That's that's where I think it might have some potential. But I still I still have to wonder, you know, how many of these do they have to sell for it to be viable? This is a niche product at best. I, I don't see this ever becoming something that's, uh, you know, commonly purchased. Like, I mean, yeah. when, when you think about like how many gamers go out and buy specialty keyboards, specialty gaming mice special uh peripherals even even that is not super common and this is about as you know esoteric as you can get plus they start at what 399 is that the price that they flashed up on the screen at at the uh at e3 that i kept seeing 399 us or i think so i know they vary like the oculus rift is Mm. more like 600 isn't it yeah, something like like significantly that. more than the PlayStation VR? Yeah. And that's what's made me consider the PlayStation VR even more. Um, they're they're going to have some paranormal activity game that's that's for the, their VR. Yeah. That made me go, oh, man, maybe I'd like to try that one. And then after playing the Resident Evil demo, like I was talking about earlier, the whole time I was thinking, oh, God, imagine this with a VR headset on. I... That demo was scary as hell. It mm. freaked me out. I had to pause, and I was messaging Goose for, like, solidarity and comfort. <laughs> and he can vouch. I was like, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to do yeah. it. I can't do it. And as much as I was scared, the thought of having that, like, I mean, I, I love horror. That's that's what I hoped for when I started a horror game. Yeah. The, the thought of having that where you hear the creaks in your ears and you have to physically turn your head around. Like you said, with a slower paced game that maybe wouldn't make you sick, you know, or anything like that. If mm. the frame rate was good, I think it could be and the really cool. Refre- refresh rate, that's another important yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if it's laggy, it's going to make everybody yeah. sick. One little feature that I saw that uh, – because, you know, the thing that I kept thinking early on when I was hearing about this is, well, how can anyone else enjoy the game with you? Apparently, a lot of them have some sort of connection where – Everyone else can watch on the TV what you're seeing via the system, which is kind of cool. I don't, I don't know how well that would actually work, but uh, I suppose that adds a measure of interactivity to it. Yeah. Um, this is a this question is a little bit out of left field, uh, but <laughs> I I do think it's uh, I, I do kind of interested to hear what you guys have to say. Um, we obviously do you know a fair bit of complaining. <laughs> on the on this podcast us no no um i'm just wondering in in terms of the industry which we all have you know our uh issues with um yeah. is there a company out there and it could be a developer it can be a publisher either or is there a company out there that you would consider to be sort of a model for good behavior is or even is is there such a thing like there's obviously a lot of uh 
bad actors out there, some of them worse than others. But is, is there one out there that uh, might ask you, Greg? Is is there a company out there? Uh, I mean, that that you look to as as a as one that is behaves themselves that consistently doesn't disappoint and just is one that you're always interested in to hear what they're doing. Uh, people seem to like CD Projekt Red. Mm. Mm. Now I've never really gotten into any other games, so I can't speak personally to that. But uh, I hear a lot of positive when dealing with them. So, right. Yeah. That's that's going to be my answer. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> and, give anyone else what I'd really call the and of the course uh, your Emmy at uh, Quantic Dreams too. We won't leave them out. Yeah, I mean the thing <laughs> about Quantic Dreams is while I like their games, I don't know if I can truly say like they've been model citizens because I don't really know much about what they do other than they just put out these games. They're really mm-hmm. fun to play, and I I don't know if they've really gotten into the DLC thing. I never really check back in on them, so I, maybe I mean. I, I I guess I buy whatever they they put out based solely on the fact that their name's on the cover, so that's got to say something. Yeah, yeah, I mean in this day and age, that's uh, that does say something. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about you, Jen? Is there any uh, name out there that uh, carries a measure of trust for you, or uh, yes. more than others? <laughs> uh, Bethesda. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of theirs. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Fallout fan, and I know Goose is too. But I just I love the way Bethesda has always handled things. Yeah, they take their time with their games. They take years. They didn't do, they didn't pull this E3 BS where, hey, we're gonna show a little clip and then next year we're gonna show a clip and then next year like they announced it. We got a trailer a couple months maybe later mm. was E3. They just drop all this awesomeness on everyone and then go, hey, it's coming out in November. Like yeah. they they did exactly what it should be like, and I know this drives Vernon crazy too. When they <clears throat> present something on E3, and then it just continues on for years. Why are they announcing it if it's not coming out this year? Why can't they wait till next year? Yeah, you know, it's just it's just so straight laced, so simple. Um, I've seen already a couple of examples where, you know, the fan. I wouldn't say there was a fan outcry, but there was. You know, there was this loud voice, like with Fallout 3, they didn't like that how the game ended because it just ended. You couldn't drop back into the game. Yeah. They released DLC to fix it. Yeah. Um, what was the, oh, the other thing too is recently, you know, we've, we've gotten one proper DLC, which is Far Harbor for Fallout 4, and they announced Nuka World, I believe it's called. Mm, the theme and, park? <laughs> yeah, and they said that that was going to be it for a proper DLC for Fallout 4. And then obviously there was a little bit of an uproar, like, okay, you're only going to have two proper storyline-type DLCs for Fallout 4, like, seriously? And people were getting annoyed. And, like, the next day, one of the top Bethesda guys came out and was like, well, maybe not. We're reconsidering. Like, they're very, very quick to listen to fans, and I really like that. Yeah, cool. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and rebut that. Really? Because I actually take personal issue with some of the ways that Bethesda does business. Because, first of all, uh, and I, I like Bethesda games, don't get me wrong, but... Right. Uh, like, Fallout 3 was buggy as, as all get out. I never that, encountered any. Hmm. I did. I was one of those guys who like had <laughs> really? had to set my watch to go off every ten minutes to auto save because I never <laughs> knew when the game was just gonna suddenly stop. What console did you play it on? PS3. 
I oh. was on Xbox. Not I'm not saying that matters. I just yeah. I'm just curious. No, I had I had all kinds of issues and oh, I'm God. I'm not the only one. If you just pop into the forums, people were having these issues all the time. And the right. same things with Skyrim and the same things with uh, the one that came before Skyrim. So they they don't necessarily release something that's that's ultra polished. And then at the same time, I've I've also had some issues with this how they've handled this DLC thing because they go out there and they give you this DLC and they say like you know here it is that's what it is and I think back to when they had to up the price of the season pass because they said like oh well it turns out we were gonna make just way too much DLC for us to charge the original amount and then they play this game we're like oh well we we're only gonna do the two proper so. so where did all that extra money have to go to? This doesn't seem like you really needed all to try to get people for more money. So for those two reasons, I specifically would not include Bethesda on the list. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I there are a lot of people that are really excited for the little workshop DLCs. I'm personally not, to be honest, but that didn't bother me. So, But I hear you. How about you, Goose? Is uh, anyone stand out for you in terms of uh, you know loyalty or good behavior? I'll be honest. Up until maybe a couple of years ago, I had quite a few. Nowadays, it's kind of whittled <laughs> down. Um, I'm going to go with the same thing Greg said. I hear a lot of good things about CD Projekt Red, but honestly, other than other than Witcher 2, I haven't actually played very many of their games, so I can't mm. really say that, oh, yeah, they stand behind what they say without just Googling it, to be honest. <laughs> I, 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 as far as Bethesda goes, I'm going to make Jen cry, but I have to. I oh. have to agree with I have to agree with Greg in that I feel like a lot of times Bethesda uses the fact that people like me, like Jen, like Greg, really love their titles in that they don't have to put as much work in the foreground. <laughs> That's yeah. why, for example, Ob- Oblivion, buggy as hell. Skyrim, oh, buggy that. as hell. Um, Fallout 3, I was right there with Greg setting the 10-minute timers just because yep. otherwise you would be left hanging. Mm-hmm. And I will say I'll give them credit for when Fallout 4 came out. I have had no issues, no glitches and whatnot, which for a Bethesda game is impressive. <laughs> However, yeah. the fact that you have to say it's impressive kind of says something. Mm. Yeah, like I, my, my praise of Fallout 4 is the game's only hard crashed on me twice. See, I don't. I really don't understand this. I've never had any of those three games crash. I've never gotten stuck in any of them. I've never had any of them crash on me. I've gotten stuck in a mountain once or twice in Fallout 3, but literally that's it. Never gotten stuck in Skyrim, never had any game issues, restart, nothing. Am I extremely lucky or what? Mm, yes. <laughs> All right. like, I'll you take should it. have been focusing that on buying lottery tickets. <laughs> <Sorry. all> <laughs> That's how lucky you are. All right. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I'm even sitting on the outside. I'd say you're pretty fortunate, Jen. Cool. I'll um, take it. Well, for me, uh, honestly, the, the company that I've seen the, the most impressive output uh, from the last few years and just in terms of consistency, too, in terms of experiences I had is Telltale. Uh, I've I've enjoyed yeah. everything they've put out. I've even enjoyed some some sort of you know tertiary stuff like Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah, I've 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 really enjoyed uh, you know pretty much everything that I've played from them since Walking Dead forward. Um, even the sort of middle of the road stuff, quite good. Uh, and the pricing policy seems pretty fair. I I don't feel like I'm overpaying for it. You know, if you're patient, you're going to get it on sale. Hint, hint. If anyone wants to look at Steam right now, you'd you'd uh, see what I mean there. Yeah, uh, pretty consistent. And I 
I, uh, you know, just every once in a while, some things are a little bit behind, but I don't hear a lot of game baking breaking bugs. I don't hear them going back on stuff. I don't hear canceled projects. I don't hear a lot of lying and BS. They they seem to be pretty straightforward, and they're. I got to give them credit. They're they're going. They're doing some different stuff. I mean, a Minecraft game now, a Batman game. I mean, it's all great stuff. The fact that they're just you know, taking chances on on weird properties uh, with their sort of you know, um, with with the template that sort of Walking Dead set. There's there's also I don't I don't know about you guys, but there's all sorts of properties out there I think that could uh, really stand from the Telltale treatment. And I'm really excited for that Batman game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm really hoping that it plays up the detective angle. I don't know about you, Greg, but I think uh, given that it's probably not going to be a, a combat tour de force, I think we can expect it's going to be a little more of the detective uh, Batman. That's what I'm hoping anyway. So. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've read some demo stuff about the game where they say, like, it, it really turns into you sort of have is, does Batman try to avoid combat? Like, mm. it, it basically, it kind of sounds like they're letting you sort of run the spectrum like you, you could almost be. A little bit more passive and a little bit more peace seeking as Batman, or you can just be sort of you can go kind of full Ben Affleck. <laughs> like that's sort of the decisions they let you they let you pull. Uh, and yeah. I have to I'm, I'm looking forward. This Telltale Batman game is is a must buy. Yeah. Um, and I will. It's going to be the only Telltale game that I'm buying like each chapter as it comes out. I'm sure of it because I usually mm. I'm the oh, I'm the yeah, way to the too. end guy, but. For yeah. Batman, I will be the buy it as it comes out because it, I have to. Yeah. I I have a, a weakness for it. Yeah. I do have to rebut what you said about Telltale because the reason I specifically did not <laughs> mention them is because back when they were releasing uh, the Walking Dead the disc version, it was notoriously awful. Like just a lot of freezing, didn't quite work right, did not get proper QA, hmm. and there was a lot of people who bought it on disc and were just highly disappointed with it. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for buying stuff on disc, I guess. Uh, I yeah. Know. So, anyway. <laughs> bear in mind, this happened back in my obsessed have-to-have-the-disc version days. Oh, okay. Well, so that's something that really, really irked me. It's like, oh, so yeah. I, I basically have to get the other version yeah. because if I get it on disc, it's just not really going to work. <laughs> so that bothered me. So wouldn't bother me as much today because obviously today yeah. I basically don't want to see another disc ever again. <laughs> but... It's a whole you know, new Greg. Yeah, a couple of years ago, that was that was something major enough to have me just turn my nose up at the company and really have a hard yeah. time convincing myself I want to play one of their games. Yeah. So, again, I must poo-poo on everyone's parade. And, <laughs> and a, an honorable mention from me for uh, Clay Entertainment, which is K. I actually don't know if I'm saying that right. K K L E I. Um, they they really uh, really quality stuff coming out of there uh i mean shank and shank 2 weren't exactly reinventing the wheel <laughs> uh but uh don't starve people that love it love it uh i i have friends who play that game obsessively uh mark of the ninja was my game of the year the year that it came out absolutely love that game and invisible ink uh i i've purchased that recently it uh just just looking at it and having sampled the demo, it seems to to scratch just about every itch I have. Uh, great stuff coming out of uh, Clay, one of the uh, I don't know if indie is the right word for them, but they're certainly on the on the small side, and uh, I'm really liking pretty much everything they uh, bring out. Um, Greg, we'll we'll touch on something that you mentioned earlier, and and the wider concept of uh, second and third 
generations uh, sort well i don't know you can't really call it a generation iteration within a generation iteration of yeah it was probably yeah. a better word uh the scorpios uh, was what you mentioned but you know we've also got rumors about what this uh, what's the name for the the newer the neon sorry not the neon the neo the neo uh i know kung fu <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean um I'm somebody who hasn't bought any of the next gen ones. I'm talking to two owners of one and one of both. I mean, I can tell you how I feel sitting on the outside. I'm almost scared to make a choice at this point because I really don't want to buy one that's going to be obsolete. And I sure as hell don't want to buy one that's only 500 terabytes in this day and age. Uh, I mean, Greg, you own both, uh, and have one of the two you got relatively recently. How do you feel about the fact that you, both of them could be, technically obsolete in both senses of the word within a few years. Does it uh, sort of irk you? Yes, as a matter of fact, it does. <laughs> it, it really does. And I, Microsoft, for, for for first thing, I don't know what Microsoft is doing because their, their, their plan for rollout is just boggles my mind. They just got done trying to say like, hey, the new Xbox One Slim and check this out and it can support this and it can support this and it's going to be coming out this year. And then next year the Scorpios come yeah. out, and like it's like all those Xbox One S people are just shaking their heads, like what are you, what are you doing? Mm. What is yeah. his problem? Yeah, stop talking. We're trying to, you know, like you basically just undermined your your announcement you just made. There's a lot of people who would have been excited for the Slim, me included. I I I know people who were super excited for the Slim, and I've heard this. I mean, I listened to a couple of game podcasts, and they've all said it, and I thought it at the time. They're like, I would really like the Slim, but. I got to figure out what's going on with the Scorpio before I'm going to buy the Slim because I can't yeah. just buy I can't buy a new console every year. Yeah. Um, and then so Microsoft has been really all over the place because they just said not that long ago they basically said like well listen other than the 4K there's not really a reason to get the Scorpio the, the Scorpio is not going to increase frame rates and it yeah. might help load time but like you, you're not going to if if a game was designed to have like 60 frames per second, that's what it's going to play, whether it's on yeah. an Xbox One, an Xbox One S, or a Scorpio. So they're really kind of making it sound like the only reason to get a Scorpio is you have a 4K TV. And I want to say even um one of the higher ups, and and I can't speak to exactly which one it is, so I'm not going to name drop, but somebody definitely put out in a press release that said if you do not have a 4K TV, you should not be buying the Scorpio. So then we're like, so why are you talking all these teraflops for? What what is? I, <laughs> nobody, everyone's like, what what's going on with this thing? Because now we totally don't understand. So I mean, I I don't know if this is just kind of damage control to like try to get people to buy the Xbox Xbox One S. Um, I would say based on what I've just heard, just the rumor mill fl- firing is that. Mm. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't really have plans to get a 4K TV. I do not have a room in my house that's big enough to where I would need a size TV that would make 4K a real difference maker. Mm. So it seems like for me, I probably shouldn't be buying a a Scorpio at all. And I guess the S would be my next best thing. But, I mean, it's not like I'm going to do that. I already have a one. and. I have both consoles. I can't really afford to buy a new one every time they decide to, to give it a shiny new new paint and coat of paint and yeah. bigger hard drive. And of course, nobody knows what the Neo is going to do. I mean, that's no. just crazy. Although I've heard rumors that's supposed to be out this year for holidays. So, oh god, somebody's got to say something soon because I'm not just going to buy it on faith. Um, yeah. And if it's if it's really just the 4K thing, then fine. Let people have their 4K thing. I'm perfectly okay with my 
my 1080p and I don't really need it to go any higher than that. But uh, if if it's if it's going to start turning into, and I'm just worried it's going to turn into the point where eventually you get a game and it's going to say like, all right, well you need an Xbox One Scorpio two or higher to play it. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, like so. It, it it's really starting to get confusing, especially because now we have all these names flying. The video game naming convention for consoles is confusing enough <laughs> without having these iterative versions of the same thing. I remember it wasn't that long ago. I had to buy a birthday gift for my nephew, and I had to explain to my wife why the 2DS wasn't the one behind the 3DS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like no the order goes ds then 3ds then 2ds because they have really good pot at nintendo headquarters <laughs> yeah well look goose you've got a ps4 recently so <laughs> i'm assuming you're kind of going to sit on the sidelines one way or the other but like did the announcements and, and i don't know whether you were considering an xbox at some point but do these announcements annoy you surprise you like or is this just uh you know background noise to you i was i was looking forward to the xbox slim cuz it would be a good would be a good one to jump in on but then like greg said as soon as they started talking about the scorpio i was like okay hang on what 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 is happening yeah. and the more I, the more i learn about it the more i'm starting to see in the same boat he is it looks like it's going to just be like a 4k thing mm. and let's be honest i just jumped into hd a few yeah. months ago yeah. so so as far as 4k goes you have to show me something impressive for me to for lack of a better word care yeah. so i'm still eyeing the slim myself but we're gonna, I'm just gonna kind of right the moment I'm kind of on the fence. I want to see what's what's actually gonna happen with the Scorpio, with the Neo, etc. Yeah. And what's with the names, by the way? They sound like uh, you know Bond movie super weapons or something. <laughs> like, I mean, I know I know that they're supposed to be you know eye catching or whatever, but Scorpio? I mean, seriously? I just immediately the extreme... think of Hank Scorpio. Yeah, that's but... that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. How you going, Hank Scorpio here? Um, well, how about you, Jen? I mean, you're, you obviously already own a PlayStation. Uh, you've got ambitions to get a, an Xbox at some point. Are you confused about how long you need to wait? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm pretty much right there with Goose. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on the sidelines just watching. Slim sounds like a good option, just like you said, jump in. Um, but I, I don't know what the hell's going on. And honestly, I'm, I'm perfectly fine to sit back for longer now and just stick with my PlayStation. I mean, I have a list of PlayStation PlayStation exclusives that are coming out this year, early next year that I am so excited for. And I feel like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot for some people, for the people that are PlayStation only right now that are eyeing the Xbox people like me, like they're making it so ridiculous that it makes me want to just wait longer to get it. Yeah. If they had just announced the Slim, I would be thinking, oh, I'll probably get that sometime this year, maybe next year, mm. early next year or something like that whenever I could afford it. But all this BS is just making me go, you forget you. I'm going to play Horizon and be happy. So mm. I, I don't think it's very smart. And I get that people are getting into 4K. I don't think I know anyone that actually has a 4K TV yet. So I don't know why they're jumping the gun to make a whole new console. I mean, this is still, quote, a new gen, really. Like, it's – I don't – now Slim, now 4K. Yeah. Why are they, like, jumping to make all these different consoles? It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. yeah who, who knew that an announcement about a thing called the Scorpio would have a sting in the tail? But uh, I don't know. 
Wow. The, uh, Come on. And for me, <laughs> for me, like I, I'd like to get a PlayStation, but you know, I hear things like what you mentioned, Greg, about holiday this year, and I look around and yeah, I can't see, too. I can't see a terabyte PlayStation Four to save my Why life so in this country, and I'm thinking, I guess I just have to wait for them to get their shit together and decide yeah, it's, it's it's coming really, out when. The hard drive thing is really annoying because for a PlayStation, you basically you got to go and you got to buy a new hard drive because yeah. 500 gigabytes is just not going to cut it no. i mean at least with the xbox it plays really well with you know portable hard drives you could just plug one on in there and it says all right i'm going to pretend this one is just like the one inside me and then <laughs> it works and in fact if you get a good one it'll even work faster than the one that already came which is it. amazing but true yeah oh, wow. yeah yeah but then i mean the problem for the playstation is that you have to use the uh a laptop hard drive and they're expensive mm. so if you want to get one on par with what's in the machine so that you know, I mean, you're looking at another hundred bucks onto the cost of your PlayStation, yep, and at least. you already just spent a couple hundred to get it in the first place. And and I don't know about you, but I don't have that kind of money just to be dropping on hard drives for consoles. No, and I I'm I'm like, well, you know, surgery on PCs is something that I've gotten used to. I'm not exactly itching to crack open my PlayStation like days <laughs> I after flash, I get home. It's it's super super easy. I've done it before. Mm. They they did design it to be ridiculously simple. To, to their credit, it's really just a you unscrew this one thing, pull your old hard drive out, put the new hard drive in, screw the thing back in, you're done. Mm. So it is it it is at least exceptionally easy to do. Mm. Yeah, well, look, it's food for thought, but you know, I I could literally have uh, money fall out of the sky right now, and I'd still be hesitant to buy a PlayStation, not knowing what the field's gonna look like come, uh, you yeah, know, uh, because we don't know what the ahead Neo of holidays. Is. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you everybody for a, an enjoyable episode fifty. I, I thought it'd be fun to just sort of scatter shot some current topics and and see what's what. And thank you again for sticking through me. And uh, I, I, you all probably have at least uh, your 20, uh, 20 podcast tour duty badges by now, if not, uh, if not more. I would think Goose <laughs> is probably pushing thirty at this point. Um, and uh, here's looking ahead to a uh, hundred more. God help us. Um, as I said up at the start of the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiax if you want updates on what we're doing at Enthusiax.com. Uh, our YouTube channel, Enthusiax, is where all our YouTube contents, uh, Goose's content, Let's Plays, etc., resides. We've got a forum uh, that you can find up on the top right-hand corner of the site. Uh, we want to join in the discussions there. Our email address for the podcast is pointstreak at Enthusiax.com if you have any questions or feedback or suggestions for show ideas. Thanks again to my guests, and thank you for listening, and here's to another 50 episodes, and we'll see you next time on Point Streak. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.